This is the Rich Eisen Show. This is Seismic News. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Samuel has told the 49ers he wants a trade. Man, I got mind control over Debo. There's only one complete player at this position like Debo Samuel, and I just said his name. Debo. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, senior NBA insider for The Athletic, Sham Sharania, still to come, actor Colin Hanks, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh yes, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Great chats in hour number one with Jeff Darlington and Shams Charania of ESPN and the Athletic Stadium, uh, respectively. Uh, Jeff, about the Debo scoop that he had yesterday, that Debo wants out, um, something that apparently he told the 49ers uh, a, a while ago. Um, that they've been chewing on for a bit. And then we had Shams Shams on, and he was the one who reported uh, yesterday Jay Wright was thinking of retiring, and then he did from Villanova, and he says he's not going to be coaching in the NBA, Shams said. And he also gave us some updates on on uh, Luka. He thinks Luka returns this weekend. He said definitely game four for Ben Simmons in a series that's getting a little out of hand for the Nets. Celtics up 2-0 in that one. Uh, mentioned that Zion's definitely not coming back. We found out Devin Booker's out for at least two to three weeks from Woj of ESPN. So that's what's all going on. Um, that's what's up uh, here in hour number three of this program. Uh, Colin, what's up. Thank you very much, Chance. Um, Colin Hanks is uh, joining us shortly. Um, love this guy. And uh, he is going to be out here uh, to talk about the new limited series, The Offer. That is going to be available. First three episodes to be streaming next week, draft week on Paramount Plus. New episodes will then drop weekly on Thursdays. A 10 episode limited series on the making of The Godfather. Come on now. Um, so lots to talk about with uh, with Colin Hanks uh, on this program. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Um, tonight's uh, games, you've got Minnesota trying to go up two games to one on Memphis with their first home game of this series that's tied at one apiece. Dallas is at Utah trying to draw blood on the road. Um, and uh, Luca is iffy for tonight's game. Game time. He's Luca-ish. Um, and then uh, my Warriors in Denver. Oh, your beloved Warriors. Well, you know what? I picked them to win uh, the, the uh, whole shooting match uh, prior to the season. And um, I also, you know, what the interesting thing that Sham said is that maybe Ben Simmons is going to come off the bench with a limits restriction, minutes restriction, similar to what Curry's doing right now. Only difference is um, outside of just the obvious uh, greatness of, uh, of Steph Curry. Um, the Warriors have got Jordan Poole to make that kind of all cash. And last night... Um, Kyrie and Durant went eight for 30 from the field. That's a shame. They were minus 19 combined on the plus minus. Eight for 30. Now, Marcus Smart is putting that glove on, right? Because you saw, you know, he put his, you know, he's looking at his hand. That's his glove. And you you saw who was the one who presented him with the defensive player of the year it, trophy. It the was actual the, glove. Yeah, Gary Payton showed up in yeah. Boston. To surprise him with the Defensive Player of the Year award. Because Gary Payton was the last guard to win the Understood. award. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just pointing out how uh, he's shutting it down. Shutting it down. And we didn't even talk about the Bulls beating the uh, Bucks. Uh-huh. 41 from DeMar DeRozan. None from three. That is uh, an old school 
That is mid eighties. I, I, I didn't watch uh, mo- most of the game. Was there a set shot? Did he take a set shot? <laughs> they passed it five times before shooting. Did they run the picket fence? Yeah, and then uh, you know, bank it. He banked all of his shots. Afterwards, in. Demar Derozan said Giannis was chewing dentine. Well done. What's going on with Chris Middleton, Chris? Oh man, uh, a reporter for WIS twelve in Wisconsin saying that Middleton's out three to four weeks. Oh man. Ooh. Not confirmed yet by any of the big national guys. And but, it's not uh, good. Just that that's out there that now is, oh. I guess that's the timetable we're looking at. Oh, my word. Too many injuries in these playoffs. Yeah, you know what? They should just sit Zion. They don't repeat without Middleton. So That's true. Just they period. cannot win the title without Middleton. <laughs> that's Absolutely a fact. That's not. A fact. That's I don't a fact. know if period. they beat the Bulls without Chris Middleton. I would, uh, I'd, I'd, um, it is going I'd to agree be with that tough. assessment. It's going to be tough. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. So uh, we had Jeff Darlington on in hour number three, and uh, hour number one, pardon me, and the question about why does Debo want out and why are the differences in his mind between him and the 49ers so irreconcilable? Um, you know, is it his usage as a running back more than he was as a wide receiver? I mean, we played a soundbite that he said – uh, when he was in his uh, one appearance during last season on this program, um, late November, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, when he came on and he he was just the leading rusher for the uh, 49ers in a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he said he preferred catching it and running with the ball than just running it. And so he also didn't have much to say on the subject matter as they were going on that playoff run telling you i'm sure you and all the cowboy fans are sitting out there saying where was this dissension on his usage yeah when we could have used that sort of dissension instead of them coming out of the locker room like they were going to mardi gras with <laughs> looking for business and the cowboys apparently came out nervous you remember that yeah it was like they had already See? played two quarters and we just oh, stepped yeah. out in the field and like- you're like where was that where was that iffiness on that subject matter and i'm sure the packers fans who watched debo pick up a third and long in the uh Lambo snow like well, well how come he wasn't complaining about touching the ball as a running back there then as he ran one ran one in on, on uh, the the uh, Rams in the NFC championship game that was on a pass but I mean he he led the he led the 49ers in the NFC championship game in rushing yards too mm-hmm. where is where was his complaints on all that and so maybe the most irreconcilable difference is what we're also hearing is he doesn't want to play on the West Coast anymore. He's from Carolina. He wants to play in uh, closer to home. And that's one thing the Niners cannot accommodate is moving their franchise to accommodate him. And then there's the business aspect of it. There's the money. And I we talked about, Jim, we talked about this two two days ago, is that the wide receiver market in the NFL, you've got not one, not two, but three incredibly talented, difference-making receivers whose contracts are up at the end of this upcoming season because they were drafted in the second round outside of the first round where there's a fifth year of contractual control. For This is their fourth year in the NFL, and these teams need to pay these guys now unless you let them walk onto the field as difference-making, generationally, potentially generationally talented wide receivers playing for less than market value. And without the um, safety net of 
a long-term contract. You're going to send him out there and tell him tough or these guys are going to get paid. And then the question is, how do you pay these guys? Because Devontae Adams just got paid and Tyreek Hill got his change of scenery and got paid and Stephon Diggs got paid, but they're not just three years into the league. It's an interesting situation. Could money be part of the Debo thing? Because what's going on with the other two wide receivers who were drafted alongside Debo Samuel in that 2018 draft in DK Metcalf and, and A.J. Brown? Now, DK, we don't know, right? Is it possible that the Seattle Seahawks trade DK Metcalf? I would find that hard to believe. I think they're going to wind up paying him. I think they're going to wind up paying him, and I think he's going to stay put. Now watch, he gets traded over the next several days before the draft. (laughs) And then what about A.J. Brown? We played you the soundbite the other day where a head coach basically said, uh, not on my watch, he's not getting traded. Well, that head coach was sitting next to the general manager, John Robinson, in the pre-draft press conference in Tennessee and had this to say about A.J. Brown. Yeah, we've had some uh, discussions with his reps. Um, and when uh, he was here a couple weeks ago, I talked to him, and um, you know, working through that. Not going to get into any details with you know contract uh, negotiations. Never have really done that. Um, but you know, I've we've made it public about how we feel about AJ and um, how we wanted to be a part of this football team. I think I've spoke on that um, several times now. So. Um, do not foresee that happening. Do not foresee that happening, meaning we're trading A.J. Brown before the draft. Now, of course, that's the general manager talk of do not foresee that happening. That's, um, you know, that's part, of the, it's part of the same. Yeah. It can potentially be part of the yeah. same songbook as uh, no intention of trading him, which is what Pete Carroll said about Russell Wilson. Mm, let's get this accurately about a week and a half before actually trading Russell Wilson. No plans to, not expected to. But this is it, man. Do you pay this guy the amount of money that Devontae Adams just got after just three years in the league? After three years in the league in which he did not, uh, his availability was uh, not his best ability on those on those certain weeks? Do you give that guy that money? That's the issue that's going on in the NFL right now. Do you pay a fourth-year receiver like somebody who has gotten all the accolades and all the records that he had in Green Bay, like Devontae Adams. Do you do that? Because these guys are going to want that. And it's tough to sit there and say that their production isn't as, you know, in the same area code of Devontae Adams's. That's what's happening right now, I think. Unless A.J. Brown wants to play closer to home and he can't, he wants to get out. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I think I don't. I pay D, Debo. I pay DK. I think real hard because AJ Brown just he's he's gotten hurt. Yeah. Or do you don't count that against him? Make but, him prove it this year. But or? again, uh, if anybody who knows that AJ Brown can make a difference in a game, it's the San Francisco 49ers who lost that Thursday night game in Tennessee because he came back when everybody thought he was still going to be out hurt, and AJ Brown killed it, mm-hmm. crushed it. This is what's all at stake right now. So. Now, what's going on with our 
fan. Uh, there's a fan oh, out there with okay, Mike Vrabel. Because Mike Vrabel, when he came this on this amazing. program, right? Yes. When Mike Vrabel was on, mm-hmm. you asked him a you asked him about the AFC and how it's tougher now because yeah, right. there's all these new quarterbacks. And, and I took too long asking the question. It was a long He's like, setup. I, I find and, it, I'm wondering how this what has to do with the Tennessee Titans. He kind of yeah, barked and then and then he said this. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. Because the AFC is tough. And and I was like, wow, that's that would be a great sounds like a line in a country song that's right. or something. So I started like doodling something down and this guy, Piano Man Steve. Heard you on this program. Heard us talk giving about lyrics it. To this. Yeah, heard us talk about it, heard the one liner, heard how great it was, and he's a musician. And the other day he sent us a song that he made, his own lyrics. Uh, he's playing based on Mike Vrabel's based on this one liner from Mike Vrabel. Here it is. Okay. In the brutal world of the NFL, beyond the friendly smile of Roger Goodell, there's a battleground where the best line up to compete. Okay. Some divisions are strong, some divisions are weak, and some grades are peppered all around the league. But the tallest hill to climb is the AFC. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Pat Mahomes are breathing down your neck and going for your throat. And Russell Wilson's waiting with a knife to cut out your heart. It seems impossible, but my God, maybe you'd be better off if you just had to play Brady. Only the strong survive and the best can start. But this time was made for the tough. They're coming for you with the force of a diesel truck. Get ready, here it comes. One team will be left standing after the settling of the dust. So take your heart pills now and buckle up. I said take your heart pills now buckle up. Nice. Just wait a second. Here it comes, Rich. Hope that works for you, Rich. The best <laughs> I could do on short notice. I'm off to Vegas for a week. <laughs> Steve. I mean, I've Steve. listened to this like 10 Very times impressive. already. It's so great. Very impressive. Yeah. That was fantastic. That, that was a great, great song. Fantastic. Great well voice. done, Steve. Well done. And by the, the way, can you just take that video one more time, just real quick? Um, also, two salute to the uh, Piano Man's uh, tip jar. Did oh, you yeah, see that? I, I did notice that. that was the oh, first thing I picked up like, on. Those, like, like real, those, those are like real Benjamins back yeah. there. Wow. Oh, geez. Play us a song. You're the piano man. Piano Damn. man, Steve. Shout out. Well done. It was amazing. That's Thanks, fantastic. Steve. It was incredible. Take your heart pills and buckle up. <laughs> we got to send that to Vrabel. <laughs> got to send that send to Send that Vrabel. to Vrabel. Take your heart pills and, and buckle up. There you go. It's <laughs> a new hit single. On the Rich Eisen Show label. RES Consulting, we're expanding. Expanding. The business is expanding.
That's fantastic. All right. Uh, this man loves his music. Uh, he's made some tremendous documentaries based on music. His documentary on Tower Records is one of the best that's out there, man. Uh, Colin Hanks, uh, one of the stars of the new Paramount Plus show, The Offer, on the making of The Godfather. This is going to be fun. Can't wait to see Colin smiling face in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Terrestrial radio audience just returned. So, um, so okay, this is a behind-the-scenes look of the way the Godfather got made correct, correct. Okay. yes it is not a remake of the godfather by any by any stretch but it's, about, it's just about the making it's of- about the making of it and and what's what's uh, kind of interesting about it you know whether you're a fan of the godfather or not if you're a fan of movies uh it really shows just how many miracles it takes to make a movie it's a miracle if you got a good idea. It's a miracle if you can write it. It's a miracle if anyone reads it, and it's mm-hmm. a miracle if anyone thinks it's any good. Then right. it's a miracle if anyone gives you any money to make it. Then it's a miracle if you get the cast you want, and it's a miracle it doesn't rain on day 35, that one exterior that means so much to you. It's the essence of the film. And then it's a miracle if it cuts together uh, any well. It's a miracle if you can get those songs you really want that tells the audience how to feel. And then it's a miracle you know, if uh, anyone goes and sees it. And thinks that it's good right. and then tells their friends. So any artistic endeavor is comprised of millions of miracles. And the show, the series, the offer, goes into detail as to just how many miracles it took to get The Godfather made. Because everybody looks at it now and says, was well, the greatest film of all time yes. with the most incredible performances by the most talented actors of, you know, of a generation and all that stuff. Which is true. But... They still had to go through just as many hurdles and, and hoops in order to uh, to bring that vision to the screen. And so the show is sort of 
what they had to go through. I mean, what you just said is is it perfectly captures so much, except when you said whether you like The Godfather or not. If somebody doesn't like The Godfather, that's fighting words. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, no, like, I agree. It's like we got to throw down if but that's the I, case. I can't alienate half of the, the listening audience, <laughs> viewing audience. Well, for, for those who might be listening and viewing right now um, this, this conversation, Colin Hanks, um, so many people are, you know, in my listening and viewing audience watching Winning Time right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this similar to that where, where we're going to see um, yeah. stories from the past where... Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, I, I've only watched a few episodes of Winning Time, which I found to be a, a, a very enjoyable and, yes. and, and, and very funny. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously ours is not nearly as, as, as comedic um in in its approach okay but it's definitely um sort of pulling uh pu pulling the curtain back and sort of showing you hey you know when you see certain things or like, so like with athletes for example like, yes, sir. like like with winning time you see them hit the game singing shot you go oh god that must be so easy that must be so great right but you don't see any of the struggle and that's what I think both of those, you know, these shows are, both Winning Time and, and The Offer, where it shows just how much hard work it goes into it, how much luck goes into it. And it just so happens that it features a bunch of names and, and, and th that you recognize. And hopefully the actors that they pick to play those names resemble them just enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, and sound like them just enough. And then, you know, hopefully, hopefully you... You get all the miracles. Amen. Uh, but you knew that anyway. Yeah. I mean, like the, uh, this is, you know, anything that you're in, I'll see and watch. And then everybody else in this cast, I mean, Miles Teller, who plays Albert S. Ruddy, yeah. who was the producer, right? I mean, so I guess yeah. a lot of people are thinking, who's playing Brando, right? Who's yeah, playing yeah. Pacino? This is about the making of the film, yeah. mostly, correct? It's but, mostly, but yeah, it's all based on 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 Al Ruddy's experience, who who has said that every day making The Godfather was the worst day of his life. <laughs> 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 Which gives you an idea of the, the, the stuff he's got to go through on the show. But yeah, Miles, Miles plays uh, Al Ruddy, Matthew Good plays Robert Evans, who's in that clip, who is just an Phenomenal. utter, an utter delight, an utter delight. I had so much fun uh, playing with him. And Juno Temple is in it, and Bern Gorman, and, and I mean, just a, a list of, of names that goes on and on. Everyone's really. It was such a fun group of people. Terrific, yeah. just great. And so, um, I guess then one last question on, on the cast: uh, Who plays Abe Vigoda? <laughs> Anybody plays? There's no Tessio. I mean, did you I, read for Tessio first? You can tell me. I, I read oh, for Tessio I first. I you read, wish. Did you read for Vagoda first? I've never asked you that question I, before. <laughs> <laughs> You've never asked anybody that question. Same I mean, it would work. I know. A Tessio prequel? A Tessio prequel? Uh, now, now we're talking. Now we're yeah. talking. Little, yeah, little, that would Clemenza be Clemenza prequel. I'll be honest. I okay. don't think. I don't think there is anyone that was cast as Tessio. Because I mean, how could you do that? You I hate can't. to denigrate the show before it starts, but it's a missed opportunity. You can't. You can't. It is, no, it is a missed opportunity for sure. For sure. You know. Uh, that's for. I love you for asking that question. That's so brilliant. That's great. You know, just, it's literally been asked a million questions the past few days. Right. Ain't no one asked that one. <laughs> honestly, man, without the Godfather. Maybe there would have been no Barney Miller. And, you know, I mean, that's who knew the gateway to Barney Miller would have been the Godfather. I mean, sax you know, solos for uh, all opening of theme credits would have uh, would have never gotten to where they did without. Barney oh, Miller. my gosh. Colin Hanks here on the Rich Eisen show. All right. Um, are you you've heard the Debo news? I imagine. No, right about what's the that? that he's he wants out. 
Oh, yay. Oh, yay. You've heard that news. I, I literally thought that it was like something that just happened no. in the you no, know, no, no, no. hour. It hasn't advanced, the, even though the NFL has advanced at a, an insane rate. I don't know. Every time I turn on the TV, it says breaking news, <laughs> even if it's been five hours. Right. Okay, so yeah, nothing's true. really changed. He still wants out. Well, he wants out. The, the, the question is, is why does he want out? And, and there's one issue that he potentially has that's not fixable mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to play in california that oh. he's from south carolina oh right okay and so, so it's not it's not jimmy g related no it's not jimmy g related it's not quarterback related it might not even be related to him running the ball more than catching it where you know yeah, you, yeah. you 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 uh you get older faster when you run the football yes. in the national football yeah, yeah, it may be just as simple as they're not the carolina 49ers you know, so. uh, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, not very humid in San Francisco. <laughs> Maybe he just misses the humidity. It could be that. It could be that. I know. You know he, he likes it a likes it a little hot and humid. I don't know what's going on with them, but uh, neither do I. I would uh, love it if he'd stay. What a run they had! Though. I don't think we've spoken since the playoffs. No, actually, no, yet. we haven't. What an incredible run that was! I mean, talk about just. An absolute complete shocker. I was really not prepared for that. Where it was just like, oh, oh. Oh my God, is this happening? Right. This is kind of, this is kind of, oh no, it didn't happen. Okay. I know. (laughs) I know you were out of, you were out of town. Would you have come back for the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, I would have absolutely come back for that. Because we were talking about it, like the the ability to beat the Rams in this new facility, this new stadium, and then win the Super Bowl there would have ended a conversation similar to the way that I think Duke ended any conversation with North Carolina forevermore. Like that would have ended a lot of conversations Absolutely. for the 49ers. Absolutely. But, and, you know, I, I will say that, um, and not, not to change the subject or to change, change the sport. what you wish. Go but ahead. we were, as, as sort of Northern California sports fans, yes. we were still kind of just picking up the pieces after the Giants' run last, last year. Mm-hmm. And then we were, that was just the most, it was like being in the playoffs for three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was really... Every single day, yes. we were checking our phones, looking for breaking news. It turns out it was the same news for the last five hours. <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then the Niners made the run, and and like me and all my friends were like, I don't know if we, I don't know if my constitution is strong enough to handle another run. Yes, that is literally coming out of nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, but man, it's fun, and it it would have been it would have been nice to beat both of those teams, to be quite honest. <laughs> But uh, but we didn't, and uh, you want to know what? Next year. As, well, the, uh, the, the next year has arrived uh, in baseball, and it yeah. looks like the Giants are going to have to win 120 games to go win for win with the Dodgers this year. I mean, as long as the Dodgers win 119, that's fine. I'll, as long as we can win looks just like one more. It's so, so far, so good, right? You're almost like win I'm for win I'm actually pretty right impressed with, with, with the squad that they've put together. I, I really am. I mean, obviously losing Buster Posey was just, it, I mean, that's just a, a huge yeah. sucker punch. I mean, not only for, you know, uh, his play, you know, uh, behind the plate and just, you know, it, just being being the, the, the captain. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Captain Belt, but, you yeah. know, he kind of was. Mm-hmm. Buster Posey was, was a heart and soul. So to lose that is it was really really difficult, and yet you know, very similar to last season, it's 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 uh, you know you, you get the the right group of misfits together and people step up to the plate, you know, proverbially, mm-hmm. and uh, and it looks like uh, you know we might have a good squad, but what we're a week in, 
Um, yeah, like two weeks in. And I just saw that it, it said it was breaking news that the MLB season it's, just it's, it's finally happened, and, and Kershaw's got a pitch count limit, and <laughs> even that, though that know, was that was fun to fun to see. I mean, it's just, just everybody tried to explain that. Colin Hanks here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Ask him our poll question about the uh, favorite oh, baseball nice. movies because today is the thirty third anniversary of the release of. Uh, Field of Dreams. If you had said Angels in the Outfield, I would say we really got to talk, guys. <laughs> no, I, 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 although, is, is no, that in the poll? No, is not, that in the not, poll? Not in the poll. Not, That's not, not the Angels not in the. In the did, did we skip over the Danza aspect of this thing? The Anaheim Angels, but you know they they filmed that in Oakland. Was Tony but, Danza you know. in Angels in the Outfield? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was, right? He was the aging pitcher who needed one last go. Well, again, analytics would have gotten him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are, uh, hit, hit me with it. What's All right, the poll? so uh, we narrowed it down to these four. Obviously, there's 50, you know. Field of Dreams, Major League, Bull Durham, The Sandlot. Which one would you choose? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to have to uh, – sweet spot for Major League. Sandlot, I'm going to admit, never, never yeah. saw. Oh, Never saw it all. Just never like saw. me from wow. two years ago. What? Yeah, never saw. That was one where it hit me in that sweet teenage years where I'm like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> Even though I had no reason to really not, watch not to watch it. I mean, you're not yeah. busy. Just take two hours today. And- <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, no, seriously, on your, on your flight, on your, your, your next flight. You know, that, like that might be a good one to watch with the, with, with the kids. With the kids, yes. I, I watched I'll it. I'll do that. Yes. That's a good but way to be, do it. But beware, because your kids and, and my kids are similar ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, once it was over, yeah. um, they wanted to watch Sandlot 2. Uh, electric Boogaloo, which is <laughs> never as good. Turbo and Ozone. Never actually, as good. No, no, no. It was, well, because it's, it's rhymes. That's why they actually, had to no, go with that was, title. It was baseball. It was Aluminum Boogaloo. Okay. <laughs> aluminum Boogaloo. Aluminum Boogaloo. Yeah, that's a, that was the noise it made. Um, all, all I will say... Uh, it it lost a little bit uh, okay. from one to two. All right, so I, be careful. Be careful of that. Uh, not everybody. Not Godfather. Too. I was get, you know, once again. You beat me to the point. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, to okay, so it's all about promoting the offer. Major League, obviously, high praise there. High praise. Yeah. Field of Dreams and Bull Durham. I'm gonna say this. It goes extra innings. Mm. No it, Ghost Runner. Well, except in Field of Dreams, there's lots of ghosts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It goes extra innings. And it's an all-star game, so it ends in a tie. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can really pick between oh, those. I'm two, sorry, Colin. Honest. This is sports talk radio, and this is a Twitter poll. So you are <laughs> messing with the forces of nature. Here's to use the thing. A network. Here's, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, they did that uh, that Field of Dreams game last year. They did, which, which was the Yankees lost, incredible. even though they should. It was great, regardless of Worked which out. team you're rooting for. Look at that right it there! Was look, oh, wow, look at absolutely you have that picture, Eddie Hoskins. Well done. Clearly, they've got to do a Bull Durham one at some point, right? Which oh, is what at the stadium? At the stadium. Will they Durham come out of the bar? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if someone's got, if someone doesn't hit the bull and the and the smoke yeah. comes out, it's no free good. Stay. Get a free stake. Well, I know Nuke Lelouch would be uh, Araldus Chapman. He'd play that role. I mean, he hit the bull. You know, KFC or some fried chicken company wants in on that action as well. Uh, All right. By the way, you're doing an outstanding job of deflecting. You must choose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with Field of Dreams. What's the current poll question results as it stands? Yeah. So uh, Bull Durham. I mean, sorry. Uh, Major League, 34 percent. The Sandlot again. Take some time. 29 wow, percent. Field of Dreams, 22 percent. Bull Durham, 16. Damn. 
So Dennis Habert and Dennis Leary beating up on Costner movies right now is what you're saying. Dennis Uh, Leary was in The Sandlot. Oh, he was? He's a very young man, yes. Well, I was going to say F you, Joe Boo, but... (laughs) It's also that one, too. He plays an a-hole stepdad, kind of. Oh, boy. That's the... uh, He had a song called A-Hole, which uh, I don't know if you remember. (laughs) Very popular. Dennis Leary had a great song called... (laughs) called that uh you or did you just reference the the famous uh, hanks family game of uh as nfl no, coaches and stepdads right oh. there inadvertently, inadvertently oh see inadvertently. oh man what kind of stepdad dennis leary is i have no idea <laughs> well, all you gotta do is watch <laughs> the sandlot <laughs> well he just see played. i don't know because i haven't watched the movie yet. but he played a head coach of the nfl in draft day so you know it's he all, has done it's all, all relative right. oh yeah have you ever done a sports movie uh no you have not I haven't I I I, I did audition for draft day and I I want to tell this story actually please it just reminded me of it because Ivan Reitman who who, just who passed. recently passed away mm-hmm. was such a such a great man such a, such a nice man I had met him on numerous occasions I'd read for him a, a few times the last time I saw him I was auditioning for draft day mm-hmm. and it was a scene in which, you know, it's the it's one of the GMs that's supremely like treading water and is just out of his depth and element and calls, you know, Kevin Costner's character and is kind of like freaking out. Mm-hmm. And I came in way too hot on the panic and fear mm-hmm. that the character was supposed to have. And Ivan very sweetly said, Colin, Colin, Colin. Down. No, doesn't have to be that bad. And I just went. Oh, okay. And in the back of my mind, I said, thank God he told me, because mm-hmm. otherwise I would definitely know I'm not getting this audition. <laughs> and now maybe I've got a shot. I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, but it was just, he was so sweet and, uh, and so nice to, to very kindly let me down while also making it a whole lot easier for himself to not have to watch, you know, three more minutes of, of, me, that. Uh, of that. He was so sweet and so nice. And he, he was just such a... Were you channeling Trent Balky? Is that what you were doing? Is that <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, clearly not a stepfather. That's for sure. <laughs> that was clearly the Jaguars GM in draft day. Well, um, who, was, who was panicked and didn't know what to do. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So he was channeling the current Trent Balky, the actual current general manager of the Jaguars. At the time, he was probably of his 49ers. Did you have to audition for that? Movie? I didn't know. I got the role straight out. <laughs> Um, Strictly offered. Uh, straight. Uh, boy. Did I ever tell you my story about uh, being in the scene no. w- with Frank Langella? No. Okay. These guys have heard this story before, but I'll tell That's it right, right here. So uh, we had a shoot draft day uh, on the Friday of the three-day draft at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. We were told to wear the same clothes as Thursday night because they were shooting us doing his stuff live mm-hmm. to views Okay. His- as reels. As if you got, as if you didn't have enough going on it. Exactly. They said, please bring your same, <laughs> come early to work Friday, bring oh. your same suit. I'll give you a quick, quick quiz. Out of me and Mike Mayock, who is most irritated by that? Okay. So Mike Mayock showed up and, and sure enough, uh, Ivan Reitman was a little bit late to set mm-hmm. and we were sitting there like, okay, we're, we showed up early for work. We got mm-hmm. another draft to do. We got to go do this thing. Ivan Reitman shows up, and Mayock, his exchange with Ivan Reitman, couldn't have been nicer, and um, told Ivan Reitman that stripes changed midway through. The scenes weren't so good when they went to Germany. (laughs) And I'm like, Mike, not everything has to be an evaluation, brother. 
and Ivan Reitman couldn't have been nicer to take all of that. So now it's now time for the shoot to finally go down. Mike does his lines because he's just saying them to camera. I have a whole scene to do with Frank Langella. Yeah. And he shows up in sunglasses indoors because that was his own personal touch. He thought ownership should wear sunglasses indoors. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen an owner wear sunglasses indoors. Brave choice. But it's Frank Langella. I mean, you know, my gosh. I mean... Does he have an EGOT? I don't know if he's got a, a Grammy. He might have an EOT. I don't know. I think he's got but, one just without the T. Is that what it is? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> if, there you go. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a sleeper. It was a sleeper. By the way, huge fan of his. <laughs> I am. I really am. But I just wanted. Got it. The glasses inside was kind up. of what it was I going. I picked it up. Drive home. That was his. That was That's his. That was his. That was the thing. That was no, his thing. That, that and was and the I guess theme. Ivan Reitman wasn't telling him to take his sunglasses off, Frank. Okay. He looks at me and he, we introduce each other. He has no earthly idea who I am. None. <laughs> None. He probably, he probably thought he's like, who is this well-appointed background artist yeah. that I'm talking to? <laughs> right? So uh, we sit down and he says, nice to meet you. Nice yeah, to yeah. meet you. He goes, would you like to run through our lines? And I haven't read a damn thing yet. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm hosting an NFL draft. I panicked. I absolutely panicked. Oh, God. And I told absolutely. him, wait for two minutes. And I tried to learn my lines as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And that was me doing my scene with, uh, with You know, Frank when Lanchella. you run lines, you can just look at me. Sorry, I'm not off book yet. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that what I should say? Uh, yeah, you could, you could have done that. Good tip. By the way, I am going to use that line for everything from now on. Yeah. yeah. Not Sorry. Not I'm yet. not off book I'm yet. I'm not off book yet. That's yeah. the, is that, was, yeah, so yeah, so that that's the term. Hold on, let me refer to my sides. I'm not off book. Oh, okay. Sides go. and off book. No, but it's good to know that you're offer only and you didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up everything you're saying right now. Very specific uh, casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Did I ever tell you this story about when we shot uh, a Life in Pieces uh, with episode? Who, with Kurt and Marshall? Kurt? Yeah. No, tell me about that. So, okay, so we did an episode of Life in Pieces that, out of the Coliseum when the Rams were still playing. And we yeah. were out there all week because it was an episode where the whole family goes to, yeah. goes to a game. And so we were at the Coliseum all week long, and then we had to show up on Sunday mm. to like just grab as many like quick things as we could with the packed stadium. Right. And so we had to go on, you know, to the game, and we were in costume. Uh-huh. And one of the uh, the uh, my costume was I was wearing a a, a Dickerson jersey, and uh, so it's got you know the number, the name, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And we're on the sideline uh, for a pregame, and lo and behold, who is on the sideline, and who am I introduced to? But none, none only than than, than Dickerson. Mm-hmm. He clocks the jersey, and being the 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 veteran professional that he is, mm-hmm. he has a sharpie with him, and he goes, "Oh, let me sign that for you." Get out of here! And I went, "No, no, 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 no! You can't." Which. I guarantee you he's never heard. Because <laughs> you have to wear this on the... I have to wear it on the show. It has to match what we've shot for the entire week. Much like uh, Skeletor, Frank uh, Langella, that's a role <laughs> that he played. Um, Out of all the roles you could choose for him. I mean, that was the first one I saw. Okay. Uh, but much like, uh, much like uh, uh, Frank, he had no idea who I was. He had no idea why I was saying he couldn't sign his jersey that I'm wearing. And so I just had to say, we're on a TV show and this is my costume and it won't match. And he just went, all right, kid. 
and then sort of like <laughs> went away. He's just like, ah, all right, fine. I get it. And I just, I so remember. he wasn't part of the shoot. He just happened no, to be he was there? No, he just happened to be there. He just happened to be there that day, uh, which was insane. I was not prepared for it. And I literally looked over to, to Tommy Sadowski and, and Dan Bacadaw, and I just went like. <laughs> Sadowski's a diehard Raven fan, so he probably knew the predicament you were just placed in by oh, Eric Dickerson. Absolutely. And, and you- actually, both, and, and, and Bacadaw's a huge Dolphins fan, too. So right. the three of us were just sort of geeking out on how lucky we were in, in, so cool. in, in that moment. Do you have to run? Do you got five more minutes or so? I got five. Very good. Let's take a break. We'll come back. I want to talk about your handkerchiefs, the Hanks kerchiefs, and so much more. Colin Hanks here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll take a break and be back to wrap up this show in a moment. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, at Colin Hanks on Twitter and at Colin Hanks on Instagram as well here on the Rich Eisen Show back on the Terrestrial Radio Network with my friend Colin Hanks whose uh, new TV show The Offer on Paramount Plus new episodes are going to start dropping next week three of them to start binging it and then once a week every Thursday for 10 episodes how is your Hanks kerchiefs business going sir? it's going pretty good it's going pretty good you know we released a a, a, a series a football-inspired series ah. of purchase not too long ago, the Elbear 2.0 that we launched that were uh, based on the colorways of the California football teams, and I still included the Raiders in that bunch because I, I don't acknowledge uh, the Las well, Vegas. Your, your dad is a huge Raider fan, though. He's a huge Oakland Raider fan. Oh. Oakland Raider We have fan. tapped out of, uh, of said love? Out, yeah, oh. kind of tapped Now out in of, Vegas? Yeah, no, he's kind of can't get into the Vegas Raiders. Okay. Uh, which I understand. I, I can understand. Okay, that. so you still can't abide the Raiders because you're a Niner guy. I mean, I'm but, more of a Niners guy. I, I, I don't mind the Raiders. But we're There's trying not, to move product. The Raiders fans are very, very, And I just kind of like the idea of rabbit. having four instead of three kerchiefs. You know what I mean? Sure. So I just went like, yeah, there's, they'll always be a California team. Okay. That's so, so we can expand outside of California. We could, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Debo know, might want to do the kerchiefs. As well. You know, they're 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 made in California. Uh, you know, it's a sort of California pride. It's based. The kerchief itself is sort of uh, uh, inspired by the California flag. So mm-hmm. I thought we did a whole line of ones that were uh, the colorways of the baseball teams. And so at the beginning of last season, we okay. launched one with uh, with the football teams. But it's going great. You know, we've always got a uh, we, we've got kerchiefs for sale over at hankskerchiefs.com. Hankskerchiefs.com. That's right. So that's the way it's not Hank's kerchiefs the way I've been saying I, it. I, I, I say Hank's kerchiefs just to make 
everyone else feel a little bit more comfortable? Because, Why? <laughs> because <laughs> what is that? Well, because because what some people mean? go. Some people go. Uh, Hanks. Hanks Kerchief, Hanks Kerchiefs, right? Or Hanks Kerchiefs, okay. Either or, but they're all you know. Most of the kerchiefs are named after uh, people I know, people I love. Okay, there isn't a rich kerchief yet. Thank you for saying that. I was, yet. you know, there's an I in rich and Eisen. I was going to ask the most important part of that sentence. Because um, people think of me, they think of uh, neckwear. Yes, of they course. always think that. You of know, of course, sure. Uh, and so I, I thought it would be nice you name uh, name them after people you know. And so it's sort okay. of like Hank has one, Hank's kerchiefs. Okay. And then there's, you know, the Candace, mm-hmm. the Mike, the John, the Reese and all, you know, all these things. And so I just sort of like said, why don't we just break it up and have it be two words. Okay. But yet, you know, okay. still love a I'll pun like and play on words. So is there a kerchief named Anze? Or do we have that? We uh, don't have an Anze Kopitar one yet. No, not yet. That's interesting. Maybe maybe one uh, coming up in June. Maybe. I mean, if we can if we can make it into the dance, that I would be nice. I think I think they have. Haven't they made it into the dance? Are we no, there yet? Not quite yet. Not close, yet. We're, close to dancing. We're oh, there it close. is. There we got we're it. We're getting close. I took Coop to his first game ever, the Oilers beating the Kings the other day. Oh, yeah? Did he love it? Love the game? He did. He did yeah. like it. He saw his first ever goal he's ever seen in his life. Really? Was an Oilers shorthanded goal. How about that? Unfortunate, but kind of beautiful. I know, that's right. An, a shorthanded goal. And I had to explain to him what the hell that meant. Because God bless him, he takes everything so literally. He literally thought somebody had lost a hand. I think that's <laughs> what I think. He had meant. he is he familiar with hockey? Does he watch? He was hockey not. I had, he got he got up to speed fast. I had to teach him about offsides and icing and stuff like kids. that. He, that's the best way to do it with kids. I remember going to my first hockey game. I had never watched hockey in my life. Right. I had no idea what I was sort of doing, and my dad was like. Hey, I want to take you to a hockey game. So we went down to the Great Western Forum when the Kings were still in their uh, forum blue and gold. Yeah, Lakers Similar colors. to the Lakers, yes. He, he was confused when we were in the parking lot. Somebody was wearing one of those jerseys, old school. And I'm oh, like, yeah. that's what they used to wear. That's what they used to and wear. And they used to match the Lakers colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, not purple and, and, and yellow. Right. Forum blue and gold. Understood. Uh, and they uh, played the Quebec Nordiques. And uh, nice. both teams were so bad, they've scored like in double digits. <laughs> uh, very little defense going on at that time. And I just was absolutely mesmerized because I had never seen anything like that. And at that time, actually, not too dissimilar. Yes. Uh, uh, at that time, Los Angeles was the only uh, California team. And every other team in the Smythe division. Smythe. Love that name. Yes. Uh, the only other teams were Canadian teams. And so that is how I became uh, so obsessed and in love with the Canadian national anthem because I would just always see the Flames, the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Jets, the old Jets, mm-hmm. play. And it was just like this whole other, it was like a, it was like a, a music fan discovering punk rock. It was just like, I, this is not popular out that I know of, but I love it. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go all in. And then the, that summer, Gretz, uh, Gretzky came. showed up, and yeah. there you have it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if um, your other big takeaway as a kid um, from that moment is similar to Cooper's from that game. If you asked him his favorite moment, it's when they were shooting T-shirts into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I just went into total dad mode. Like if I like, 
I need to get one of these shirts. Like I would have, I would have totally body checked somebody. I would have gotten two minutes. I would have cross checked somebody for a t-shirt for this kid. Cooper, here's a lesson about the sin bin. Your dad has committed a penalty (laughs) and he's going to go sit in a glass box for two minutes. Be grateful it's not a, a major penalty. Otherwise, he'd be uh, in a long for five. time. Five, exactly. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming, brother. Thanks for having. Best me. to your fam. Best to your Same wonderful to you. family. And I cannot wait to see this. I know you've been talking about it for a while, and it is finally here. The it being the new limited series, the offer available to start streaming uh, next week on the twenty eighth of April, exclusively on Paramount Plus. New episodes they're going to drop weekly on Thursdays for 10 straight episodes at Colin Hanks on Twitter and Instagram as well. That'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We'll see everyone on Friday.